0: you getting excited about Christmas? Well we are here at Back to the Bible, I'm Woodrow Kroll
1: I'm Nigel Wilkinson and welcome to this Thursday edition of Back to the Bible Now we know that uh, this is a busy time of the year for many of you And so we want to thank you for taking time out to spend with us today Now talking about busy, Dr. Kroll, Back to the Bible office is pretty busy at <laughs> this time of the year
0: You haven't seen Busy till you've seen Linda shopping for four children, four spouses of children, and 15 grandchildren.
1: That's Busy. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot. But with all the craziness, we need to step back, take a breath, and uh, remember what this season is all about. Yeah, I think that's
0: what we really need to do at this season. We're rushing around, we're doing all sorts of Christmassy things, but we need to remember... Jesus was born in a barn. He was born in a stable. He was laid in a manger. And that is the most glorious event of history. And if we miss that event this time of year, chances are we're going to miss it all year long. So today we want to slow down a little bit, go to Luke chapter 2, and find out from the story of Christmas how we can have
1: the best Christmas ever. Sounds great. Well, before we get into today's study... Just to let you know that our 2024 calendar is now once again available in Mandeville at Forever Young, located in the Manchester Shopping Centre, for your contribution of $700 each. Now let's join Bible teacher Woodrow Croll in the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2, as we head into today's study. <music> Well, our task
0: today in looking at Luke chapter 2 is to slow everything down. You know, step out of your busy life this time of year, busy life any time of the year, but more so now, and take a few minutes with us to come back to the original story of Christmas. Learning from that original story will help you and me have a better Christmas this year. If we can get some insight into that story and draw from the story some things that will help us regulate our lives this Christmas season. Make sure the important things are there this Christmas season. We'll have a much better Christmas. Now, I've been looking all this week at what I call the tips or the insights that we can have in the Christmas story. And we've seen so far uh, six of them. Here they are. We need to prepare for Christmas. That is to get ourselves into the context of Christmas by going back to the story and understanding everything that's going on. And then we need to proceed with humility because let's never lose sight of the fact that while there are sales going on and there are lots of things happening, that it was a baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes that brings us to the important thing of Christmas. So, prepare for Christmas, proceed with humility, enjoy the fellowship of others. Mary and Joseph were together. The angels were together Making the announcement. And the shepherds were together hearing the announcement. So spend some time this year with some others enjoying the fellowship of Christmas. Spread some goodwill this Christmas. And it may be that uh, you need to get on the telephone and call someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe that's someone as a son or a daughter or perhaps a mother or father. This is the time of year for you to spread the goodwill. Because when the angels made their announcement, they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So spread some goodwill this Christmas. And then number five, we say get lost in the glory of Christmas. Come back to the story. Think about what it means that God became a man, that the God who is too large to be a part of the universe because he created it was not so large he could not confine himself to the body of a tiny little baby. You need to get lost in the glory of Christmas. And then, beyond that, you need to bask in the wonder of all this. We looked at yesterday, thinking about how to take all this in and let it change our lives. Today, I want us to go back to Luke chapter 2, this passage we've been at every day this week. And begin at verse 8 and read a little deeper into the story today. If you have a Bible at home want to join us, please do, because this is the reason why we have Christmas. And I don't want you to have a bad Christmas this year. I want you to have the best Christmas you can have. You will, if you understand this story. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. Let's start at verse 8 today. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were very greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with that single angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, you know, one of the things I think that's missing from most of our Christmases today is just some time to ponder these things just to take some time and think over them. Mary took time for meditation, and that's what I want to talk with you about today. We need to carve out this Christmas season some time just to sit down and meditate on all the things we learn from the story of the Christ child. Now, that word ponder is a very interesting word. It comes from two little Greek words, sum, meaning with, the prefix, and "balo," meaning to throw. So, to ponder means to throw with to throw things together, to bring ideas from various corners, to confer with yourself. In fact, it's exactly the word that's used in Acts chapter 4, verse 15, when uh, Peter and John stood before the council of the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees. I'm going to ask Meredith if she would read for us today, Acts chapter 4, verse 15. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another. Peter and John had been with Jesus. Everybody knew it. They called them before the council. And said, what on earth is going on? And then the council sumbaloed. They conferred with one another. They, they brought ideas from various members of the council. And they decided what they ought to do to this Peter and John. And what they were doing in preaching the gospel. Well, okay, that's the same word that is used of Mary when it says she pondered all these things and kept them in her heart. This word, by the way, is only used by Luke. It's used here in the Gospel of Luke. It's also used in the Acts, which we read from. So it's a word that means to meditate. And it basically means to take the time to bring ideas together. Look down at all the elements of the story of the Christmas story. And pull out the elements of that story. And spend enough time with the elements of that story, threading them together in your mind, so that they have new and brilliant meaning to you. Meditation is uh, not something we do very well anymore. Um, Chuck Swindoll defines meditation this way. He says, it is a disciplined thought that focuses on a single object or a single scripture for a period of time. Now, think about that. Uh, Four things there. Disciplined thought. These are not random thoughts. You are sitting down to have a purposeful idea, to have a time when you can purposefully look at something you're going to read. In this case, the Christmas story. It's focused. Uh, not just uh, uh, disciplined thought, but it's disciplined thought focused on one passage of Scripture. Look, the, the story is found here in Luke chapter 2. You can read the entire story in about 19 verses. And it talks about a single object. The single object, of course, being the Lord Jesus at this point. And you do it over a period of time. Now, here's where most of us fail. We say, I'd love to think about the story of Christmas, but I just don't have time. Well, don't kid yourself. You have time to do everything you want to do. And I want to encourage you, if you want the best Christmas you've ever had, find some time to meditate like Mary did. Let the things that happened in this story and the things she had to think about. Let those things resonate in your mind. Make sure that those things are the things you're thinking about. And this may be 20 minutes, it may be an hour. I don't know how long it will take for you to do this. But I know this, the longer you take and the more frequently you do this, the better Christmas you'll have. So if you're looking to have a great Christmas this year, do what Mary did. Have some discipline of mind. Focus on one thing, and that's the story of Christ and his birth. And then let your eye bring into your mind all the things that you need to know about the story of Christmas. It was St. Francis of Sales, a 16th century monk, who said, Half an hour's listening is essential, except when you're very busy. Then an hour is essential. You and I rush through Christmas Like we got that over for another year, and then we can't wait for another year to come by. And you know what? In the process of all that, we just sort of miss the whole point of Christmas. So, tip number seven is this. To make this the best Christmas you've ever had, do what Mary, the mother of Jesus, did. Ponder all these things in your heart. Spend some time meditating on what Christmas means to you and what it should mean. To everybody else. Tammy you have a question. Well for some of us that idea of pondering is a little bit scary. So if we're not used to doing it are there baby steps to uh, learning how to ponder? There are baby steps. When I talk about pondering I'm not talking about writing a theological dissertation here. I'm saying ask yourself the question what did Mary have to think about this day that she didn't have to think about yesterday? Now the shepherds, you know, the events of the day. Just spending a little time throwing those things together in your mind. Then, uh, maybe an hour later, say, okay, wh- what did what did Joseph have to think about? You know, wh- what are the characters in the story? What is unique about their part in the story that was not unique 24 hours before this happened? And this doesn't have to be a, a two-hour session in which you write a treatise. It does have to mean, though, that you take enough time out of the day that you can actually think about the things of the story because the best way to have a good Christmas is to make what happened in this story happen in our stories today. And actually, I I do do some pondering, and I I love the way you said maybe an hour later or Mm -hmm. later in the day because i found sometimes I'll read something in the morning and 10 o'clock at night something triggers that makes me think about what I read that morning, and I do ponder it. (laughs) Every good teacher will tell you that repetition is the key to learning. So don't do it just once. Do it once, do it again, do it again, do it again. And that makes a much better Christmas for you. Well, in just a minute, we want to come back and look again at Luke chapter 2. I started reading today at verse 8. But we want to find out yet another tip that will help you make this the best Christmas ever. Hello, friends. Before we continue today's study here on Back to the Bible... I want to take a moment to talk with you about the prophet Jeremiah. Nigel, would you read his words from Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9?
1: Sure. It reads, If I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. You know, Dr. Crowell, this is such a powerful verse. God's word ignited a fire in Jeremiah's heart that he just could not contain. Yes, and when that happened, Jeremiah
0: completely surrendered his life to God. Well, I've actually been praying for some Jeremiah's to come alongside us here at Back to the Bible. People
1: also want to spark a vision for igniting Jamaica with God's word. Indeed, not just Jamaica... There are persons as far as Papua New Guinea, Australia and Italy who download our podcasts on a daily basis. That's right, our Jamaica edition of Back to the Bible is touching lives right around the world. And so we need help from you, our listeners, to keep us on air and online as we head into 2024 and beyond.
0: It's a great way for you to be a faith partner with Back to the Bible. So, prayerfully decide what you might give.
1: Donations can be made via online bank transfer or in-bank deposit. Our account is with the Halfway Tree branch of the Bank of Nova Scotia. Current account number 428310. That's current account number four two eight three. 10 at the Halfway Tree branch of Scotia Bank and it's a business account in the name of Back to the Bible checks can be sent to us via mail to Back to the Bible box 123 Kingston 10 Jamaica please make checks payable to Back to the Bible and of course you can always come by our office in Hagley Park Plaza to drop off your donation or make your contribution via our point of sale machine with your credit or debit card. Now, as we get back to the Bible, here once again is Bible teacher Woodrow Kroll.
0: Well, this week before the most blessed week of the year, the week of Christmas, we're thinking about what we can do today. To make that day a better day for us, Uh, next week a better week for us, make Christmas real to us today. And I said, uh, I have ten tips to give you, and all ten of them, uh, I have to confess, I've plagiarized all ten of them. I, I stole them. Right out of Luke chapter 2. This is exactly what happened in Luke chapter 2. I'm just reading this passage with you and saying, look at that. If we did that today, we'd have a Christmas like they did that first Christmas. Now, let me encourage you to go back to Luke chapter 2. Let's read the first seven verses of Luke 2. And find tip number 8 for having the best Christmas ever. Verse 1 says this, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing first took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, The days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, it's that last expression I want us to think about for a few minutes now. There was no room for them in the inn. One of the reasons why Christmas may not have the meaning to us that we wish it had is we don't really make room for Jesus in our Christmas plans. You know, Christmas means kids, and it means toys, and it means family, and it means cookies, and it means food, and it means so many things. Oh, yes, uh, it also means Jesus. In this case, these people missed the glorious opportunity of entertaining the birth of the only Savior this world will ever have. There was no room for Him in the inn. Now, how would you like to have been the innkeeper a few years after this and discover that the Messiah you had waited for so long came and could have been born in one of your rooms and you said, "Eh, Go out to the stable. you know, Go out to a cave outside of town. There's just no place for you here. And yet there are people who will let Christmas go by this year, go into the new year, And they will not have made any room for Jesus this Christmas either. So let's talk a little bit about making room for Jesus. I think if there's any expression in the Christmas story that is sadder than this one, I don't know what it is. There was no room for them in the inn. We often make that mistake in our lives, and especially at Christmas season. Now, some of those old Christmas hymns have terrific words to them. Their language is Old English, but their meaning is eternal. It never changes. Like one of my favorite hymns, Thou Didst Leave Thy Throne. Uh, Emily Elliott wrote this hymn, and here's what the word said. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown, when thou camest to earth for me. But in Bethlehem's home was there found no room for thy holy nativity. O come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there's room in my heart for thee. Now, think about that last phrase. What Emily Elliott says in this hymn, long-time classic hymn, is that when Jesus came to earth, nobody was prepared for him. When Jesus came to earth, nobody could fit him into their schedule. When Jesus came to earth, people were looking for joy. They were looking for holiness. They were looking for happiness. They were looking for hope. And the hopes and fears of all the years were met in Jesus that night, and most people missed it. Here's the sad thing. Most people will miss it again this year. But if you want to have the best Christmas ever, don't forget to make room in your Christmas plans for Jesus. Now, sometimes we rob ourselves because we're we're just simply too busy. We don't want to take time. And some of the great joys of our lives pass us by because we simply did not Fit them into our schedule. I want to read something to you. I encountered this several years ago, and I thought it was interesting. True story. Listen to this. Years ago, late on Christmas Day, a resident of the fashionable community of Hillsboro, California, along with his family, set out to sing carols for their neighbors. At their very first stop, a distraught woman came to the door. Look, fellows, she called out, I'm just too busy. The plumbing's on the blink, I can't get anybody to fix it, and there's a a mob coming for dinner. If you really feel like singing carols, come back about nine o'clock, okay? Yes, ma'am, replied the leader of this little group as he moved his singing troupe along. The lady probably never realized that the person she had turned down was none other than Bing Crosby and his family. How would you like to have Bing Crosby singing White Christmas at your door and say, sorry, Bing, don't have time? See, if we don't have time for Jesus at Christmas, if we can't make room for him at this season, what season will we have time for him? And we rob ourselves of the great joy of Christmas simply because we say, you know, i got so much to do. I know that story's in there, Luke chapter 2, and and it's a great story, and we read it every now and then, but we just don't spend any time with that story. Now, here's what I'm suggesting to you this Christmas. There's still time. Christmas is a week away, essentially. Between now and Christmas Day, be intentional about reading the story of Luke chapter 2. Be intentional about picking the things out, things you see, insights you have about this story, not what somebody else has, ones you have about this story. Jot them down and say, "How does that impact my life today? What are they doing that I'm missing today? What was true in that first Christmas story that's not true in my Christmas so far this year, or certainly wasn 't true in my Christmas last year. If we don't make room for Jesus at Christmas time? there won't really be any room for Jesus the rest of the year either. I want to do something for you because Christmas is a week away, and and this is so important. I want to take just a minute and pray for you. Pray that this will be your best Christmas ever, because your Christmas this year will be more like the first Christmas of Luke chapter 2. Father, it is so incredibly important that Christmas be meaningful because it was meaningful to you. It's when your son gave up all the trappings of glory and became a human being. Now, Lord, in the business of this year of Christmas, help us to make room for Jesus. For it's in his name I pray. Amen. I'll be back in just a minute to wrap up for today.
1: Thanks for joining us today here on Back to the Bible Brought to you by Back to the Bible Broadcast Jamaica In a partnership with listeners who give in support of this ministry Our office is located at Shop Number 22, Hagley Park Plaza, Kingston 10 Before we go, just a reminder that our 2024 calendar is available in Mandeville at Forever Young Located in the Manchester Shopping Centre And, of course, also from our office here in Hagley Park Plaza for your contribution of $700 each. Dr. Kroll, excellent advice on how to make room for Jesus this Christmas. But you kind of touched on this, that if we don't make room for him at Christmas time, we're probably not going to make room for Jesus during the rest of the year. Uh, You know, and as we look around and see how busy everyone is, it it, it really is so true. So what about the rest of the year? How do we get past Christmas and then not let ourselves just slide back into that routine of just letting our business push Christ out?
0: You know, one of the ways, I think, to help Christmas last beyond this week, or next week, actually, one of the ways is not just to read the Christmas story one time a year, you know, at this time of year. Uh, Don't just sing the Christmas carols one time a year. Don't let these things be Christmas carols. Let them be the joy of Christmas all year long. And if you and I keep coming back to the story on a regular basis... Maybe set aside the 25th of each month and come back to the story. On a regular basis, we can not let Christmas be a a one-time-a-year hectic event that we anticipate, and when it's over, we're just kind of left flat. Why? Because we missed the glory of all that
1: Christmas is. Indeed, there's plenty of room in there. We just have to make sure that we carve it out for him. Well... This was good, you know, thank you for kind of giving us the okay to slow down and take Christmas in like a big breath of fresh air, because tomorrow we're going to need that air, right? Tomorrow we're going to talk about the shepherds. You know, these shepherds were pretty chatty
0: after this uh, Christmas event. They went out and told everybody, and that's exactly one of the ways you can make your Christmas the best ever. Don't keep it To yourself We'll investigate How to tell the world Just let your praise Flow to God And and tell everybody You know About the most Unique person Who ever lived The Lord Jesus Well thanks to all of you For being a part Of our discussion group Today and thanks to you For joining in At home as well Always good to have you As a part of our Personal Bible study God bless you Merry Christmas Looking forward to next week I'm Woodrow Kroll Have a good And godly day